babies. Hello, my darlings. Hello. Hello, my golden ghouls. Uh, wait, that's Kylie, our new intro. Kylie, what were you singing when you got on earlier? <laughs> oh, what was I saying? Singing. Um, uh, Shorty, you're my angel. Uh, yes. <gasps> Dude, I wanted that to be my wedding song for so many years. Uh, it's still it, it can be. be. I know. It will right. be. You're right. It will be. For a second, I thought it was um, Butterfly for some reason that, oh, my God, who did that song? You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Okay. I thought that lady, that's what come, she was come, singing come when she got lady. on for a second. Anyway, um, how are you ladies doing on this fine evening? Tuesday. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had a I've had a good start to my week. Nice. Break That's what we like to hear. Breaking salsa on grocery store aisles. Uh, oh, you know it's like Mazel Tov. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. kicking off my week and like Mazel Tov to all of you in the grocery store. Yeah. You know, so you're welcome. She's banned from H E B. Just aisle five. Just but like just that. Fi- yeah. But. Yeah. The salsa is too low for me. In my back. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't bring it back up. It slipped. And uh, it exploded everywhere. It's happened to the best of us, you know? Yeah. That's and, what my mom said. You know, there, there's nothing wrong with that. But you made it through, and here you are. I did. We got to clean up. Nobody was hurt. Yeah. That, it felt that's good. all that really matters. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that matter, exciting news. Ladies, we have a new Repod member. What? Stop yeah. it. Yeah. It's Abigail. 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 What? That's crazy. We love her. We love you, Abigail. Do Repod members get like tattoos too? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Okay, Abigail. Well, this But the one? thing is with the Repod, they get glow in the dark ink. Whoa. Which is pretty Whoa. sick. Whoa. <laughs> Well, no, it's the it's the black light ink, the yeah, one yeah. that shows under black light. That oh, even better. like more secretive, right? It's pretty exclusive. Yeah. It's exclusive, right? All right. Okay, yeah. Well, All right. Abigail, <clears throat> Abigail is on. This is like crazy, Abigail. You're like on my ear. It's it spells, it spells out Abigail all the way down my ear. Gorgeous. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. That's cute. It hurt. It hurt that really cute. bad. I bet it did. Yeah. Beauty is pain. But Beauty like for Abigail and Repod, like that's, I had to. Mm-hmm. Oh, so cute. Honestly, an ear tattoo, so cute. I have a friend who has their ears tattooed and I'm like, oh, you look adorable. Sick. But I'm afraid of the pain, honey. Yeah, it's got to hurt. Yeah. I imagine it doesn't feel good. But you guys have heard us talk about Repod. Um, it's very similar to Patreon. You guys get similar perks. It's just a different platform. You can also listen to podcasts from Repod. Um, you can get your first month of membership for free at joinrepod.com slash golden ghouls and use the code friends at checkout. If you're like, what are the benefits? You know, you want to check it out. Don't want to commit. Yeah. There you have it. Do it to it. But yeah, exciting stuff. Um, Another fun thing that we're doing now. 
on Patreon and Raypod is like a, a sneak peek into what the next week's episode is going to be. So our listeners can give suggestions on what they want to hear about within that episode. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. What? Yeah. Yeah. So That's tight. I, th- I think it's pretty cool. They're actually, we got, we got a tip for this week's episode that we'll chat about later from a, a patron. So excited to yes. dive into that. But before we get into the, the real spookiness, I also wanted to plug, I'm sure if you follow us on social media, you've seen this, but our guest spot on True Hauntings and Scary Stories is live. Um, you can find it on all of the major listening platforms. It's episode 49. And you can also find the link in the crossovers story highlight on our Instagram. So great episode. We had the best time with Cynthia. And um, yeah, give it a listen. And and give them a, a listen. Give all the episodes a listen. It's a great little pod. Yeah, you're going to want to check it out. We had a great time. We had maybe too much fun. I knew you were going to say it. Yeah, I just have to keep it real. You you know me. I I don't lie. Always. Yeah. Love it. Well, should we get into it? Yes. Yeah. All right. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. Y'all. What? We're, we're keeping it on the the homeland, you know? The great state of Texas this week. The Lone Star State. Love it. Miss it. Kylie's here in spirit. She's going to come see us soon. We don't know. Maybe we're crossing our fingers. But Mm -hmm. like in the meantime, (laughs) we're going to keep the the home away from home sickness away by telling her what kind of hauntings are going on down here. Yeah. Yes. Right under our nose. Right under our freaking noses. I smelt it. Oh, she smelt it and Texas dealt it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, who wants what to say? kick things? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Kylie? I said, that's what they say. Oh, they, they do say that. It has been said. <laughs> oh, well, who wants to kick this bad boy off? I don't mind if I do. Oh, I love that. Don't yeah. mind if she does. I can uh, start, like, we can give it... A reason why we're talking about Tejas, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like we mentioned, our patrons get early access to what the topic is going to be. So they knew that this week's topic was going to be Texas. So our dear friend and patron Laura suggested this location that Em is going to talk to us about. And she even shared some personal stories from there. So that's extra exciting. I know. I love it. Laura, our um, sweetheart, San Antonio queen. Yep. She sent us some excellent tales about Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, right outside of San Antonio. I mean, it's in San Antonio, but if you know San Antonio, it's like on the hillside part of San Antonio. So a little bit outside, but right there. And it is spooky, guys. Mm. Did you know it was haunted? I had a feeling. I grew up going there and loved the place. Got spooked out one time, but it wasn't by a ghost. It was by an ex-boyfriend. He totally 
purposely dehydrated my ass. I thought he was going to like <laughs> leave me there for death. Yeah. I know. He was like, let's go on a date. It's going to be so fun. You know, we're going to ride the roller coaster and kiss on the top of the Ferris wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And we get there. He's like, oh my God, tickets are so expensive. But then we keep moving on. We go in. He's like, I can only afford one beverage. He buys us <gasps> a Diet Coke, a large Diet Coke. He drinks the whole thing, you guys. I was just sir, Death Valley. Did Death you break Valley. up that day? Honestly, he dropped me back off at home. And that was the first time I had experienced ghosting in my life. (gasps) I just was like, I can't talk to this man again. He left me for dead. He did. In the San Antonio Valley. Honestly, I will say growing up going to, I went to Six Flags over Texas in Arlington because that's my hometown. But Mm -hmm. ooh, girl, in the summer, she was totally, Hosty. So hot. Mm, I was like, honey, hot. if you can't afford this, we stay home. We stay home. Yeah. We're and not going to sweat to death. No. Because well, also, you're not like allowed to, I mean, at least back in the day, you weren't allowed to bring like water bottles and things like that in. So yeah. you literally had to be buying water or whatever it was. Like, yeah. oh, that's Or sucks. you were parched. Right. I know. And you're, Walking around on that black asphalt, the sun is just beating down and honey, it's sweaty. It was bad. It was bad. I mean, granted, we were in high school and I feel for him now because it was expensive to get oh, into yeah. that park and the drinks were too, too pricey. Oh, I'm yeah. They're like, it's like a $12. Oh, soda. Right. But <laughs> oh, I could have died out there. You guys, you could have. Well, I'm glad, I'm just I'm glad you're, you're here, here to tell I this know, tale. Thank you. He's married mm-hmm. now, like has a kid. So like he's doing fine. He probably buys drinks <laughs> now at amusement parks. He better. You know? <laughs> he like learned his lesson. All right. Back to why Six Flags is actually haunted apart from like almost dying of dehydration. Hell yeah. Give us the deets. So this place, um, I'm getting help from 96.1 our Russell Rush show, which shout out to Russell. Uh, I used to work at KJ97 back in the day and Russell was next door and he was hilarious. So, <laughs> hey, what's up, Russ? Um, <laughs> but Six Flags, Fiesta, Texas, it was built in 1990, but it opened in 1992 and it was um, famous because it was built alongside the Rock Quarry of Beckman, Texas. The theme park now resides in San Antonio, but up until the early 19 area, early 19 areas, early 1980s, the area surrounding the quarry was just known as like the I-10 Beckman, Texas town. It literally had like 200 people. Um, Hmm. Yeah, the main attraction was the rock quarry. Um, And that's where most of the people were, like, employed in the town. That's where they worked. Um, Rock quarries, if you know anything about them, they're very dangerous. Lots of injuries. Lots Mm -hmm. of deaths. Um, So that could bring on some hauntings if you, you know, think Mm. about it. But according to officials, Six Flags, Fiesta, Texas, the story of the haunting surrounding the parks actually goes all the way back into the 1930s of the time of the Great Depression. Yeah. And they're going to tell us about this young girl named Nessie. Nessie is our um, is our Six Flags ghost, y'all. All right. Resident, oh resident ghost. When Nessie was around seven in the mid-1930s, her family apparently settled in Beckman. 
She had a ton of friends. The community loved her. And her favorite favorite place to play was just outside of town where the quarry was. Um, The quarry created a growing and booming industry for the um, little town of Beckman. It... Um, there was mining of limestone and it made the town a flagship for, um, or a flagship stop for the railroad to New Orleans. So it was, oh, oh, get it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and who knew like Beckman, Texas, you know, like, you know, what a small town to be so popular. Yeah. I also... I was super curious about what kind of quarry it was. And limestone, it makes sense. It makes sense why there's stuff going on. Say no more. So, yeah. So the town was booming, right? Um, Within the following years, Nessie found herself head over heels in love with a quarry worker. Classic. Yeah. He courted little Nessie for two years before asking for her hand. Nesty's father was happy that his daughter had found a hard-working, honest man. So the wedding was planned, and it was going to be held at her favorite spot on the edge of town at sunset. And that was at the Quarry Wall. Um, The town was extremely excited to celebrate this. Everybody was pumped. But after... um, (laughs) Yeah, they were pumped up. That's what they were all saying, too. That's what, Yeah. Uh, days before the wedding, though, Nessie found herself greatly ill with tuberculosis, you guys. Oh, no. Yeah, back then it was a sure death sentence. But bedridden Nessie was determined to maintain her wedding plans and get married. She um, she planned and planned, and just days away she passed. Um, so for a way for to time. honor, I know, a way to honor her. Uh, Nestie's dreams, her family buried Nestie in her wedding dress on the spot overlooking the quarry where her wedding was to take place. Is that legal? I don't know. Maybe in the, th- <laughs> maybe maybe in the, in the 30s. 30s. It was then. Yeah. So, if you can imagine, this young bride is still there to this day. Mm. Yeah. And she's wanting to still get married, you guys. So it's said that she haunts the park and there's this theater, um, the Zarza Goza Theater, and it it sits on top of Nessie's grave. And Laura, our good friend, talks about some of the sightings in the Zarza Goza Theater. Oh. But crazy, there was so many paranormal investigations that took place here. And one of them, like, they caught some crazy EVPs. So I suggest everybody go to 96.1 Russell Rush site, look up Six Flags Fiesta Texas Haunting because they have some great video and footage caught where there's some um, EVP and some actual equipment just being moved randomly across the stage, which is wild, Mm -mm. right? We love to see it. We love to see it. But Laura, our good friend, our sweetheart, Miss San Antonio, the reason we came to back to Tejas and decided to talk about Six Flags in general, she worked at um, Fiesta Texas and got to experience and hear a lot of stories from coworkers. So 
she said on the Zarzagoza Theater that the theater is actually connected to the Looney Tunes store and friends of hers would say they'd hear things in the stock room when they were alone and sometimes merchandise in the store would fall on its own. Yeah, kind of like the uh, equipment moving around in that video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'd, they, the co-workers would always blame Nessie. Um, Laura said she only worked in the store a few times and never actually had any experience of her own, but still super questionable. Um, Laura says this is more of her an opinion on the theater, but when she worked in the entertainment part of uh, Six Flags, they had a room where in the upstairs area, you had to walk across this long, dark balcony to get to the employee bathroom. And it was apparently very creepy. And Laura said the one and only time she ever used that bathroom, she made sure she went with somebody because it was way too creepy. And she definitely thought it was haunted. Oof. Yeah, she could feel something. The poltergeist ride. I don't know if you guys have ever... Alyssa, have you ever been to Six Flags San Antonio? I have never been to okay. Six Flags Fiesta Texas, which is the craziest thing ever. Well, you'll have to go sometime. The tickets are atrocious, but <laughs> you'll, you'll need to go. There's a poltergeist ride. It's a spooky one. Um, and there's apparently a haunted bucket there. Laura hmm. said her coworkers who worked on poltergeist said there was a bucket as part of the decor. And sometimes this bucket would play music. What? Yeah. Who knows? The ride entry area is designed to look like an old haunted house. There was no speaker or anything in the bucket. They recently redid the entry, so Laura isn't sure if the bucket is still there, but there was a bucket on this ride who was mysteriously playing music. You know, maybe there was some, like, echo trapped in the cylinder. Could be. You know, something I do know about... um, like where they get the a lot of the things for rides are like from people because mm-hmm. one of the rides at Six Flags over Texas, um, my grandparents actually have like old tools hanging on the wall in there because their neighbor was building the ride and people who like would build the rides would just source stuff either from home or like mm. people they knew or, you know, thrift stores or whatever it may be. But yeah, it, I mean, it very well could have been someone's like bucket. Oh <laughs> my it's just, gosh. Like, got an attachment. And they were saying, they were going to the wishing well, singing to the wishing well with their bucket and some yeah. song got trapped in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my make believe story. We love a haunted bucket. All right. So Laura also says there's a um, ghost lady that's looking for her kid walking around this theme park. Yeah. She Mm. said her first supervisor told her that there had once been a security guard who found a woman after closing looking for her daughter. He tried to help look for her. um, And when he did find the little girl, the little girl just started laughing and laughing after which both the women and the girl vanished. No, thank you. Sus. Excuse me. What are you laughing Whoa. about? I was about to say, what are you laughing at? This isn't funny. You took an hour of my time, my wages. No. no. And you're going to vanish <laughs> <wages>. like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Laura's last story is about a heartbroken woman, which sounds to me a lot like Nessie, but you guys tell me. 
She said, Laura, Laura said she vaguely remembers this one, but, um, but it's, but she wants to mention it anyways. Uh, it was about a heartbroken woman who flung herself off the rock wall, I think around the Superman ride area. The story is that now at midnight, you can see her ghost fall down from the wall. Um, but seeing as the park usually stays open now for New Year's and she, Laura got stuck at the park after midnight on a few occasions, she doesn't, she's never seen this happen. So she's skeptical, but the rock wall by Superman is like kind of part of like the quarry, I think. So Mm -hmm. it could still be messy. Oh, interesting. You know, maybe she's like flying up and down. Maybe. Maybe she's like Superman, Superwoman. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there you have and it. I'll, I'll end you with that thought. Ponder that. <laughs> Much to ponder. <laughs> Much to ponder. I do think it is pretty cool, though, that it was a limestone quarry. Like, that just yeah. is a recipe for spooktacular times, Dude, I think. So true. I didn't even think about it when I was reading it. Yeah. Just wow. passed right over that. Yeah. Little fun facts. I just still can't believe Beckman was a booming town. I'm thinking that's got to be false. She should. You learn I'm something new shook. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can take us not too far from San Antonio. Uh, this, this is a pretty big one. People have been asking for this one for a while. So I hope I do it justice. But we are heading to Yorktown, Texas. And the Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Uh, Shout out to hauntedrooms.com. They had all the best information. So Mm. here we go. I personally have never been to Yorktown, although I know a lot of listeners have and have explored this spot. So you guys confirm or deny if, if these things are true. But the people say it's a cute, small town in Texas, home to back roads and old-timey buildings. Um, Main Street in Yorktown is a nice drive, perfect for seeing the town's oldest buildings. The C. Eckhart & Sons building is around 150 years old. It still stands to this day, and it's the Yorktown Historical Museum. There's also East Main Street, past the Yorktown City Hall intersection, where there's a strip of buildings that instantly take you back in time. Nothing has changed basically since they were built. It's basically like a little a little time traveling town. I love that. However, just down the road going west, the town is home to a darker character from the past. Beyond the Yorktown Creek and a couple of fast food restaurants. We love that lies this eerie and foreboding structure. It is the Yorktown Memorial Hospital. It's got this arched entrance that's uh, basically untouched since it was built, but it's overgrown by brush and a bunch of plants, and they have covered much of the property. So it just looks spooky these days. So in the 1950s, during the Korean War, the idea of building a hospital in New Yorktown stemmed from the lack of one in the immediate area. The closest hospital was in San Antonio, which was about 80 miles away. So they needed something here. 
The hospital was built in 1951 and was run by the Felician Sisters of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, I could have just butchered that <laughs> pronunciation because I, thought I you did great. am, uh, you know, she's not Catholic. She's um, nothing. But yeah, so we're going to call them the Felician Sisters. I was going to say, you could have fooled me. I think that's the name. <laughs> well, there you have it. I, I had see I told you guys I don't lie, I have to keep it real. Yeah. So the money that they used to build this hospital came from fundraisers and donations and grants from companies like the Ford Motor Company, some big names at the time. And you know, Ford is still a big name today. So the building itself is made up of about thirty thousand square feet. It includes a basement, which is rare for Texas, and two wings on either side. The second floor was originally strictly living quarters for those who worked there. So, wow, live and work. What a place. (laughs) It closed as a hospital in 1986 and later became a drug rehab facility until its complete closure in 1992. So it has been sitting vacant for a hot minute, basically 30 years now, if not a full 30 at this point. Yeah. She's just vibing out there on her own. During its time under the care of the nuns, the hospital was said to have lost over 500 patients in a six-year span. So that's actually a pretty high number of fatalities for such a small building in such a small amount of time. And there are loads of estimates given about the number of people who died in the hospital's entire history. But the most likely number is said to be around 2,000. So it's really no surprise that this former hospital and rehab facility has a reputation for being haunted. Um, Not only just because it was a hospital, but you can imagine a drug rehab facility. There's lots of emotion and energy left over, some of which negative for sure. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. Um, It's said that when it was a rehab facility, it was incredibly difficult to find and keep staff just because, you know, it was an emotional job, I can imagine. This eventually is what led to it closing because they could not not keep it staffed. And um, towards the end, those under the care of the facility could not be controlled by the few people who are working there. So it was basically just chaos towards the end. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Especially since one of the final employees was Dr. Leon Norwiski, or Norwerski? Norwerski. We'll call him that. Um, Someone correct me. We don't know him. So (laughs) he was an older gentleman. He practiced medicine into his 90s, which— Well, that seems illegal. I, yeah, is that oh legal? And oh, no. like, I, I'm not in the medical field. I don't know if you have to like retest on things, but I feel like you probably should. Boy, I don't so, even. I don't want you driving. I don't want you cutting me <laughs> with a scaffold when you can barely see. Well, yeah, get this. So by the time of his re- retirement, he held the oldest medical license in Texas. Oh God! But unfortunately, this didn't mean that people were safe under his watch just because he'd been practicing for so long. He became known for his fatal mistakes during operations. Yeah, 
one of which included him accidentally slitting the throat of a patient while operating on his thyroid. So <laughs> I'm not sure how you accidentally slit someone's throat, but... <laughs> well, the thyroid is in the throat, but like, what? Like, but did like, you, did you like, sneeze? Like, Kylie? Excuse me. <laughs> you just but yeah, sneezed? Like how, how crazy did he go with it, you know? Right? All right, so that's some background. Now, let's get into the spirits. There are orbs, shadow men, nearly everything, all the types of phenomena have been caught on camera at some point. It's also known as a hot spot for capturing really high-quality EVPs, and many sessions yield really clear and distinct messages and voices. So I'm interested to go here. Shadows frequent the halls and ER and OR rooms, including this larger male figure who has glowing red eyes, and there's also a dog shadow, apparently. On occasion, screams can even be heard coming from the labor and delivery ward, which, oh. that's fun. Yeah. One of the creepiest things to witness, though, is the battery-operated dolls that now exist <laughs> in one of the bedrooms there. They have been caught on camera responding accordingly to requests for them to laugh and converse with each other. Nope. Yeah. Something that the dolls actually provide a way for the children entities who are there to speak through. So it's interesting. But Mm. case in point, this first commonly reported spirit, she's one of the most well-known spirits there, and it is a little girl named Stacy. So she's rumored to be one of the more interactive ghosts of the hospital. The story goes that While she was alive, her favorite book was The Pokey Little Puppy, a classic, and the nuns would read it to her all the time. So according to some, the book was actually a gift given to her by none under, none, oh, geez, Louise. It was happening to me, too. Yeah, none under than, I still can't say it, (laughs) by uh, Dr. Nowerski, the the 90-year-old doctor who was playing Uh. notes. So they said that the note actually had a, or the book had a note written to her inside of it. But in the afterlife, she frequents several specific areas of the hospital, sometimes being seen in her old room on the first floor. Another time she's seen and heard playing in the basement hallways. Since she loves story time, it's said that investigators often lure her out by sitting in the library and reading her favorite book. They also say that she's super playful because she was eight years old. And um, a lot of them, a lot of investigators have said if you bring a ball or a toy, you can get her to interact and play with it. So cute. That's a hot tip for visitors. There is also a man there by the name of Doug Richards, and he's supposedly among one of the more active spirits at this location. So all that's really known about him is that he was a heavy equipment mechanic who somehow died there in 1973, and they say today he roams the halls, and you know it's him because he's very tall, and he's wearing a white t-shirt and blue jeans. So it sounds like he's a pretty clear apparition. I was going to say a classic look, a strong name. You know, we could make a movie off of a Doug Richards. Mm -hmm. You know, come out, Doug Richards. 
where are you? <laughs> you know, I could see it now. Yeah, I you can know? see it. Like a Nev Campbell running around a gymnasium looking for Doug Richards. Uh, we love Nev. Yeah, we do. It's also said that there are a few nuns hanging around still, although stories Cute. of them aren't what you'd expect of godly women. So people who have investigated and toured the hospital claim that these nuns are violent. Visitors have been choked, scratched, rushed at, and it seems particularly bad for those who have tattoos. So um, (laughs) I guess that's fun for, I guess, me especially. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One sister has been seen in different spots around the building and photos of her and her habit have been caught as well. Honestly, you know, we respect a nun, but that look can be very spooky. I don't know if I thought it was spooky before the movie The Nun came out or not, but Mm. now I'm like, she's spooky. She's spooky. Uh, During its time as a drug rehab facility, there is also a young man who some call TJ who came to the facility seeking help. Sadly, when he rang the back doorbell, no one answered. So no one knows if the bell simply wasn't working or if the nurse on duty had fallen asleep. But either way, poor TJ didn't get help and he was found dead on the steps the next morning. Sad. Today, his apparition is seen wandering the hall near the back door. And it's also said that he's drawn to ladies in particular and has been known to lightly pinch people. No. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. What's he pinching, you know? Yeah, what's he pinching? What's Don't he e- pinching? Don't even Peach. like it on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-mm. The most violent incident, however, has really left its literal mark on the hospital. So the story goes that there is a love triangle. We love those. Between a female employee, a coworker, and a patient. Although other accounts say that it was a nurse and two patients. Either way, scandal. Um, in either case, the woman was caught in the boiler room with one lover by the other lover. And the one who caught the two reacted violently. He stabbed the woman several times and killed her. The man she was with managed to wrestle the knife away from the attacker and ended up stabbing the attacker to death, which, woof. It's said that blood spatter on the walls has remained there to this day. The caretaker of the building has claimed that he has had it forensically tested and results show that it is human blood. So I know we have listeners who have visited and investigated. Let me know if you guys saw the blood, okay? I want to know the facts and figures. I mean, if that patient was strong enough to do any of those things, they were strong enough to be just charged. You know what I'm saying? Mm, What were they doing still in that hospital? Philandering around. Maybe it was when they, maybe it was when it was a a rehab facility, though. Um, I don't know. The, the timing is not clear. So it could have been in either scenario. True. But um, our friends, I like how I call them our friends, Ghost Adventures, caught a lot of evidence on their investigation at the Yorktown Hospital. So this was actually featured in Season 6, Episode 7. One piece of evidence you might actually know from a famed Zach Bagans meme 
but um, clear EVPs of the following phrases were caught. So one said, you want to play, which absolutely not. I don't. (laughs) Another said, it must be told and I'll tell them you did it. Oh. Now, here's the one that people know from a meme. It's sick. What? That's what the EVP said. It's sick. Oh. <laughs> there's the there's the like I I haven't seen this episode or I've seen like parts of it, but I think that what happened, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, but Zach was like taunting the ghosts talking about tattoos because it said that they don't like them. And he was like, Sounds Do you right. like these tattoos? And then the response was, It's sick. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another EVP said, don't go in the bathroom. There was another that said, get in there. No, I won't. And there was another that said, the killer is coming. Get to the hallway. Oh, that's very specific. Very specific. They captured a lot. But they also captured the bottom half of a figure um, when they were using their infrared still camera and disembodied moaning and shuffling were also captured by the Ghost Adventures team. So hot. Okay, I'm sorry. Shuffling sounds scary as fuck too, doesn't it? <laughs> just <laughs> like, a, a just shuffling across the floor. Yeah, like what? My sister tells this story about how I feel like she needs to write in and tell us, but uh, one night she was asleep in her room and she woke up because she heard this snow globe that my great-grandfather gave me um, when I was a kid start to play. And then she heard, like, feet shuffling across the carpet toward her. See? Scary. I'd rather you be able to take steps and, like, have, like, a gate, you know? Yeah, it's like, why are you shuffling? (laughs) Yeah. You know, what... Why do you need to shuffle? I don't know. Like, Ghosts just want to dance. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Ghost Adventures caught a lot. Um, there are lots and lots of teams from all over the place who have shared their findings online. So if you just do a quick Google of Yorktown Memorial Hospital, you will find tons and tons of evidence. Um, it's crazy. I'd love to get there at some point. So we'll see what happens. But there I'm you have it. I hope I did her justice because that that's a big one in Texas and it's got a lot of activity. It sounds scary. It does. I'm gonna I'm I wanna see the evidence. I'm gonna do a Google. Yeah, I think I might watch the ghost adventures episode. Yeah, I kinda tonight. wanna see that too. <laughs> Woo. All right. Shall I end it with a bang? Hundred percent. Bang it, sister. Working on bang it. So we're going to talk about the DeSoto Hotel in El Paso. I'm so Some excited. Of you, may, you may have heard this name in the news recently. I'll tell you why in a moment. Mm. But the hotel has been nicknamed the crown jewel of the paranormal in Texas. And it was located in El Paso. And again, past tense, you'll see why. So a little history about El Paso It was previously owned by Spain many, many years ago, up until like the 1820s. And then it was owned by Mexico until, of course, the Mexican-American War, where it then became uh, Texas. So it's had a rough and wild history. 
And a lot of that happened to be paranormal, a lot of the history. So the DeSoto was built in 1904 and opened in 1905. And it wasn't one of these like fancy hotels um, that were being built in other parts of the country during this time. It was a two-star hotel and it opened for railroad workers because the railroad was two blocks away. And this was the first building built on this spot. Nothing else has been built over it or under it. It's just been this hotel since the dawn of time. So over the years, the hotel became known as like a cost-efficient place for travelers to rest. Um, So again, it was nothing bougie, uh, wasn't quite like a hostel, but, you know, similar price range. Um, according to FrightFind.com, with Where's Mexico just over the border, more people became regulars at the DeSoto. Uh, so often that throughout the decades, it has or it did offer rooms in short-term rental style. Mm. So you could live there for a few months at a time if you wanted to without any type of lease. Most recently, the hotel housed 47 residents with two rooms that were reserved for guests. For guests, However, I can't tell you the exact date of when the hotel stopped offering vacancy. Um, a not-so-fun fact, many people had passed away in the rooms over the years. Um, we know a lot of this happened in the 80s when, the, uh, when drug use was popular, for lack of Ugh. a better word. Uh, many overdoses occurred in the rooms. About 10 to 15 years ago, there was a man who would use the basement to conduct like hardcore satanic rituals. Jeez. So like everything down to like animal sacrifices. So take that as you will. We will say, we will say that that is like not actual Satanism. That's like a weird, that's a weird thing that people Like they're trying to be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's, yeah, that's something else. (laughs) Um, and rumor has it, people thought that he had um, summoned or had awoken or released a demon that then resided in the basement of the hotel. But this demon was not new. Chris from El Paso Ghost Tours, so this is the main local paranormal group that would conduct tours at DeSoto, had said that the demon has claimed to be the devil and has bit, scratched, punched, choked, and pushed our tour guides and guests. Whoa. At the time of this quote, he um, he did say, the team doesn't think it's a demon. Um, he thinks that if it were, they would have been kicked out a long time ago. They think it's just some entity posing as a demon trying to cause trouble. Mm. So here are some history and theories also from Fright Find that I thought um, is interesting considering what happens. So over the decades, there have been incidences of reported satanic rituals, as I mentioned before. Um, A lot of them were performed in the basement by travelers coming from the Juarez area. So at one time, Juarez was labeled the murder capital of the world, and it racked up like a couple dozen confirmed murders every single day. So some paranormal theorists believe that the demonic energy on the Juarez-El Paso border has likely been opened up in the basement of the DeSoto. Mm. 
Mm-mm. Occultists have said that um, they've discovered a pentagram on the floor. Um, there's people who have dared to enter the basement. They feel like a overwhelming sense of dread, the feeling of being watched uh, the entire time they're there, including as they travel up and down the stairs. Like, it's physically overwhelming. Some people feel sick. So, Alyssa, don't go. I'm I'm already putting it on my (laughs) (laughs) no-go. Others have also said that they feel physically threatened as sometimes rocks had been thrown thrown at them by unseen forces. So thank you, Fright Find. I'm sure you guys have heard of the Paranormal Files. They're an amazing investigative group. They uploaded a two-hour documentary on their YouTube channel under the same name. And it is all about their visit and investigation at DeSoto Hotel just two weeks ago. So they were there the last week of January. And they claim to have captured this supposed demon on camera when they were in the basement. So you're going to have to watch the YouTube channel to, to see if you agree. They claim to have captured this demon on camera when they were in the basement. Famous last words from them <laughs> early in the Paranormal Files documentary, Colin said, we may be the last people to ever film a video at DeSoto Hotel because it is said to be condemned, either remodeled or turned into apartments or demolished. Well, 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 some of you may know that the DeSoto Hotel burned down last week causes unknown This fire occurred not even one week after the Paranormal Files visited and filmed their investigation, which is insane. So crazy. Another weird, uh, something else that's a little bit spooky. The group had discussed fires during their investigation while they were there. Uh, The hotel actually has a history of fires. So a fire started in 1942 in the building next door. And uh, some of the fire and a lot of the smoke traveled to the DeSoto Hotel. And you can still see damage that occurred from the smoke traveling uh, over to the DeSoto and up into the ceilings. So you can see up in the rafters and the ceilings, um, it's all charred. One of the known ghosts at the hotel, an eight-year-old named Sarah, has claimed to mediums and investigators that she had also started a fire in the past, a fire that ended up killing her. Those who see Sarah say that half of her face appears burned. Oof. Mm. Yeah. So her existence has been pretty well documented uh, by voice recordings and photos by the El Paso ghost tours, as well as the guests on their tours um, and other paranormal investigators who have come to visit. Sarah is said to be wearing a black early 20th century dress, and she is one of the more welcoming spirits in the hotel, um, similar to uh, the ghost at the hospital, the eight-year-old girl that Alyssa talked about. This one, she loves to play pranks. You will hear her childish childish laughter throughout the hallways, um, and she has an affinity for women. Okay. boys are gross. Boys have cooties. Duh, they smell. Boys have cooties. They're stinky. Even boy ghosts. So rumor has it the ghosts are not <laughs> fans of the quote-unquote demon that lock, that lurks the hotel. 
Some fans of the Paranormal Files are wondering if the group perhaps disturbed the demon enough to give it more power for it to start another and final fire. Yikes. Yeah, big yike. (laughs) So I personally highly recommend watching the documentary um, because at this point, this is as close as you're going to get to investigating the DeSoto Hotel because it is gone. Right. The team experienced quite a few disturbances. They caught things moving, uh, disembodied voices, orbs of varying colors. They also saw like shimmering, shifting shapes that were purple and green that would sometimes reveal part of a human form. Um, Like, I would love to see that without trying acid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Disembodied footsteps, of course. Um, They even used a Ouija board, which, like, that explains everything. (laughs) That explains everything. (laughs) They really opened some shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also, you know, received some wild EMFs and et cetera, et cetera. But it's definitely worth a watch. Um, If you guys like us, you'll love the Paranormal Files, I think. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. And there you have it. Rest in peace, DeSoto Hotel. Rip her. That's crazy. It's too yes. bad. Yeah, when Kylie said she was going to do the DeSoto, I was like, oh, shit. So much happened there recently. So, She's wow. like, that place burnt down. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. Wow, wow, wow. There you guys have it. Texas is haunted. And that's just a few spots. So. Yeah. Never disappoints. She never disappoints. She never disappoints. Well, she does. <laughs> yeah, what not I'm when saying. it comes to hauntings. <laughs> <laughs> what when she comes saying? to rent, we got a failure of a power grid. Our our government's absolutely nuts. But what are you gonna do? All right, you <laughs> crazy girls. We had fun, huh? Yeah, we did. All right, love ya. Oh, I uh, I don't know. Have I told you guys that I went back to the St. Vincent's Infant Asylum in eight. its new state? I know I texted y'all, but have we talked about this on the show yet? I don't know. think we've talked about it on the show. Okay. Tell the people. So I, I feel like I always remember this for some reason, but maybe I'm off. I think it's episode 16 when we went and investigated the St. Vincent Infant mm-hmm. Asylum in New Orleans. Um, it is now a... Very upscale boutique hotel. I'm talking low season. The rooms were like $500 a night. Um, So I was there last week and um, one of our friends actually works at the hotel. So I went to visit her, check it out. And um, wow, it Mm -hmm. is so insane to be in there now that it's... (laughs) It went from being a hostel where there were people like spending like $15 a night to stay there to this boutique hotel. But I mean, if you guys remember the the energy there and the entities there were Mm -hmm. angry. There was some really malicious and like malevolent spirits. And now people are spending tons of money. And it's honestly, it's gorgeous. (laughs) But all I could feel the whole time was like how creepy it was. And the I went there specifically for an event, and the event was in the same room where we did the first EVP and um, dowsing around session, and we got a lot of activity. The room 
where we used the spirit box and had like creepy words come through. It Mm -hmm. used to be the priest's bedroom. It's now the bathrooms. And I'm like, like I'm, I was just imagining fancy people in there, like taking a quick pee and having that spooky priest spirit, just like watching them. So. (laughs) Wow. That is unbelievable. It's really crazy. And I went, um, Because you remember, we went and we did the investigation of the back house where we had the woman coming through. Um, Those are all hotel rooms now, but it's like there's a pool, like a fancy pool now. And there's like an outdoor bar. And it's just, it's so nuts to think of of what it was when we investigated it first now. And all I can say is I hope those people are having fun getting seriously haunted (laughs) and I'm sure the renovation of the hotel really stirred shit up so yeah I'm very curious to see what it looks like I'm glad that you got a got to peek yeah when when we're all there together next I will have to take y'all and it's super trippy so (laughs) I wonder if the spirits are happy that they uh that it's a little more classier now, you know? Like Catherine know. could be living it up in that pool. She for could all be. She's splish splashing and right. living her best life, but we don't know. But it is yeah, <laughs> that is crazy. It may it always yeah. makes me sad when um history is taken away. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean the building is still like, you know, for the most part I mean the outside looks exactly the same still, but the yeah. the inside is it's a totally different world. Pretty weird stuff, but well, yeah. Well, you girls, gonna let you go. Enjoy your evenings. Love ya. Can't wait to see you soon. Love you guys. All right. Until next time. Stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.